This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. For several years now, we've been, our top two things that we've been focusing on is uh, replacing the buried infrastructure. So that aging infrastructure that serves uh, us at our homes and our businesses within our communities every single day. And that's been the top concern for us for several years in a row. And that is followed by uh, the challenge of how do you pay for it. That's David LaFrance, CEO of the American Water Works Association, who will be on stage at the WQA convention in Denver, coming up March 26th through the 29th. And welcome to another edition of WQA Radio, where you get the latest news and insights about water treatment and filtration. Find us at wqa.org and on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. This is podcast number 60. Our guest is David LaFrance, the CEO of the American Water Works Association. He will be among our featured speakers at the opening general session of the WQA convention. We'll hear about the AWWA, their priorities, and how our two associations can look for opportunities to work together. Plus, we'll have a regulatory update from Kathleen Fultz, and I'll have our WQA tip, how you can get media exposure by attending the WQA convention. Coming up, my conversation with David LaFrance. And David, thank you very much for joining us here on WQA Radio, the podcast of the Water Quality Association, and it's great to talk to you and to know that you're going to be a featured guest at our opening general session at the upcoming WQA conference. So thank you very much for joining us. Well, thanks for having me, and I'm looking forward to the conference. Tell us a little bit about you and a little bit about AWWA. Oh, I'd be happy to. Um, So... I've been a member of the American Water Works Association for over 20 years, and eight years ago, I joined them uh, as their chief executive officer. Before that, I was the CFO for Denver Water, which is Colorado's largest water uh, utility, and in fact, the people who will be providing water for you at your conference when it's here in Denver. You know, I found AWWA to be the place where all the people who are trying to make real solutions or solve real problems in the water space, they would come together at the AWWA events. So I am certainly privileged to be part of the team here and uh, to work with all of the staff and volunteers who are committed to our mission. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about the mission of AWWA specifically. What is it for those uh, among our focus of the water treatment industry. What does AWWA do? Uh, I'd be happy to talk about that. We are the oldest and the largest water association in the world. So we have over 51,000 members, and uh, we were created back in 1881 when waterborne disease was a threat uh, everywhere throughout North America. And that uh, dedication to solving uh, water quality issues 
is something that our members still practice today and it becomes a driving force to what we do. Um, we always, oftentimes say that we are the protectors of public health. Uh, it is a core principle for us and our mission is to provide solutions to effectively manage water, the world's more, most important resource. Uh, and the key word there is for the American Water Works Association is that we are the providers of solutions. Um, and, and that's sort of broadened itself in the past decade to be not just about drinking water, but about all the entire spectrum, if you will, of water as it relates to urban uh, uses. And we tend to call that total water solutions. Well, I think that certainly would, would resonate with many of our members. That uh, sounds like a, a very inspiring mission and uh, some interesting times we live in right now. And in fact, I, I, as we turn to this year currently, what are you focused on? What are AWWA's priorities right now? Uh, well, AWWA and our members, uh, for several years now, we've been, our top two things that we've been focusing on is uh, replacing the buried infrastructure. So that aging infrastructure that serves uh, us at our homes and our businesses within our communities every single day. And that's been the top concern for us for several years in a row. And that is followed by uh, the challenge of how do you pay for it. So those are the two top concerns on the minds of the water utility leaders. Um, but this year, we are seeing some other things starting to emerge. Uh, AWWA has become uh, pretty active in trying to help create partnerships between the farmers and utilities on nutrient runoff. And we've got a, a great whiteboard video that your members could see on uh, YouTube about that. Also, uh, very much in the news these past few years is uh, concerns about lead. We expect that the EPA will be issuing a revised lead and copper rule uh, by late this summer, and AWWA is taking a strong position uh, on lead and the importance of getting the lead out. Uh, and our members have really been working hard to make sure that that happens. There are multiple complications associated with that, but the goal of protecting public health trumps that. And I'd say the third thing that is emerging very strongly for us goes right back to the, that main concern about replacing the aging infrastructure, and it is affordability. How do we make sure that water remains affordable and that it does not become a luxury good? Uh, and in that light, we have a what we call a Transformative Issues Forum on Affordability that will be taking place in Washington, D.C. in August. Yeah, it is uh, uh, certainly a, a fact. We all need water and we have to have access to it. No question about that. So as you come to WQA in Denver on uh, March uh, 27th for our opening general session, what kinds of things will you share with the members about ways that AWWA and WQA can uh, find common interest and uh, maybe some opportunities for collaboration? Well, first, uh, let me just say I'm honored to be part of your program and very proud that you thought to invite me. And uh, I hope that we can share some great common thoughts uh, about how we do the things that we do together. 
I think when I think sit down and I think about it, um, I think we both have a keen interest in protecting public the public health um, and making sure that water is aesthetically pleasing. Uh, from AWWA's perspective, we manage clean and deliver safe water to the communities and homes in our communities. And um, we're always trying to make sure that uh, we're protecting the environment as well. And I think your members at WQA, that they're helpful in that because after uh, we deliver water to a home or a business, we are not as in charge once the water goes inside the homes. And I think that WQA's members can help us a lot there and help the customers uh, who we're both trying to serve. And I think you refer to that as the final barrier of protection. Yes, right. Hey, David, thank you very much for doing this for us. Uh, Give a preview uh, for our members to hear what they can expect to hear from you at the convention. And uh, again, appreciate the opportunity that we have to talk to you and that you can join us later in March in Denver. We appreciate it. Well, thank you very much for having me. This is Kathleen Fultz, WQA's Regulatory and Government Affairs Manager, with your regulatory update. New Jersey has introduced several pieces of drinking water legislation this year, and I encourage you to check out WQA's Government Affairs Running Bills list on WQA.org under Government Affairs. In multiple proposed bills, New Jersey is considering regulations to address boil water notices. Assembly Bill 2450 and Senate Bill 1241 would require boil water notices be provided by certain public water systems via telephone, email, or text message. There is a 24-hour window for the public water systems to notify its affected customers of a boil water notice once the system learns of the emergency or other condition. Additionally, the Senate will be looking at Bill 1242 to require boil water notices be provided to the mayor or municipal clerks within an hour of the system learning of the emergency or other condition. To review the entire bill text or look at proposed legislation in your state and government affairs updates, visit the Government Affairs tab at WQA.org. I'm Kathleen Fultz for WQA Radio. And now our WQA tip. Get media exposure by attending the convention. WQA has created a news release template that attendees can use to inform their local media, their local newspaper, radio, TV, that they'll be attending the WQA convention and exposition. All you have to do is download the template, update the date and other information like your contact information, your logo, that sort of thing. Adjust the sample quote if you'd like, and send the release to your paper, broadcast media outlet, uh, perhaps a local blogger, and then also a headshot if you have one. Local editors are always looking for residents who are involved in events and activities like a convention, especially when it's out of town, especially when it helps that person become a better community leader. This is an ideal way for your local media to become aware of your company and your expertise in water treatment issues. So download the news release template at go.wqa.org slash WQA marketing. Again, that's go.wqa.org slash WQA marketing. 
And of course, go to wqa.org convention to register for the convention and to learn more about what's in store at this year's event. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, news and insights about water treatment and filtration. Learn more about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at wqa.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.